doing? I'm standing back there talking to our, our lead, our lead, uh, our lead worship leader here. And I'm like just smiling. Oh, what a good weekend it is. And I got up here and then I'm just like, whoom, it hit me. This has been an amazing weekend where the Lord has moved in some powerful ways among our teenagers. And God has come into this place in some powerful, powerful ways. We've had a lot of fun. We've, um, we've done a lot of, of music and, um, and we've had some, a, lot of, a lot of recreation, but the way that God has moved in the lives of our teenagers has been absolutely powerful. And he continues today. This is the final session of our Impact Weekend um, for, that we've had for our teenagers. Sixth through 12th graders have been here bombarding the whole campus all weekend long. And um, they're going to be here for the 1030 service. Um, but we have a, a special speaker and um, special band who I'll introduce here in just a second. And um, um, this is our last session. So welcome. I'm glad that you're here. Happy Sunday. Are you guys glad to be here today? Amen. My name is Pastor Jeremy. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. I'm the youth pastor here, and um, I have the, the blessing and the privilege of being able to work with our teenagers um, every week here. And um, we want to welcome you to Anastasia Church. You could be anywhere else, but you decided to come here, and I'm so glad that you did. If you are a guest with us, we want to say thank you for joining us, and we want to help you get connected to some good people. We've got a QR code that you can scan. Just grab the camera app on your phone. To Pointed at that guy right there, and it'll come up to a, you can tap a little website that'll pop up, and that'll give you a host of information about our church and how to get connected here. Um, or you can text the word connect to 904 441 6900, and that will also give you that website that you can connect to some great people. If you're in the house, then and you're, and you're a guest today, we'd love to in, invite you to come by our um, welcome center, and we have a special gift for you to help you get connected to good people and help some good people get connected to you. Let me share with you guys a couple of announcements. One is on Friday, March 8th. If you're a lady, can I hear you say, what, what? Okay, three of you, three ladies in the house. Okay, for all three of you. It's like a mom's event. Um, there's, a, there's a ladies event on Friday, March 8th at 6.30 right here. It's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. So um, check it out online and you can sign up for that. And then on March 24th, we have a choir and orchestra. Um, I think it's called a cantata. Um, and um, it's going to be at six o'clock in the sanctuary. You don't want to miss that as well. And so I want to just take just a minute to introduce our, our speaker and our, our worship team for today. Our speaker is going to be coming up a little bit later. His name is Brad Fogarty. And I've been doing youth ministry a long, long time. And um, when I look back at my life of ministry, there's some huge moments where God's spirit moved. And I'm like, yep, that was big. That was big. That was one. That was where this happened. And a lot of those are when my buddy Brad Fogarty was, was leading us. And the dude is led by the Spirit. He loves the Lord. Um, God, he, he's not in the music or film industry, but his son tours with Toby Mac, and he's kind of touring on the production crew with the little show called The Chosen. And God is just using him in mighty ways all over our nation. You have no idea. Um, I, I'm honored to be able to say that he's a friend of mine, um, and um, he's gonna be bringing us the word today in a way that is just gonna be powerful. Um, I'm not sure that I'm ready for it, but it's going to be awesome. 
And then um, our worship team, um, our, we have a, a, my new friend here. This, this guy is, is, is amazing. Um, his name is Mike Weaver. He's from a little band you may have heard of called um, Big Daddy Weave. And he's going to be leading us in worship with, with, these are all like family members and stuff of his. So we have um, Naomi and Zeke and Eli over here. They've been leading us in worship in a very simple way, but, but just leading us to the throne of the Lord. We don't need production. We just need Jesus. Amen. So that's what we're here to do is, um, is to, to uh, just learn from the Lord and sing to the Lord under their leadership. And I'm so excited that we are. So um, I'm going to lead us in prayer and then, um, then we'll worship the Lord. God, we love you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for everything that you've done this weekend. We thank you for this place that we can gather together. We can encourage each other, love each other. We can hear from your word. We can worship you. So Lord, I just pray that today will become a holy moment. Something that you want to do, nothing that we could conjure up. But Lord, we look forward to what you want to do in our hearts and in our lives. We pray that you'll do it again. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you guys. worship together this morning. Since this is Youth Impact Weekend, let's worship with a little youthful spirit in this place. Amen? Let's try it. Let everything sing this that has breath. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on.
Amen. Are you giving praise this morning? You can have a seat if you want. Man, we've just had the best time hanging out at a disciple now this weekend. And um, it has been probably 20, 20 plus years since I have been to a disciple now weekend. You, know, you can see all the gray that's in here, right? At one point, our group is going to be called Granddaddy Weave. You know what I'm saying? But it has been the joy of my life getting to worship the Lord with my kids. 12-year-old Naomi Joy Weaver over here on the keys and singing. 15-year-old Zeke on bass. He's already hiding out in the back. And then also on drums, my 16-year-old Eli. And, and we, just have, we just have had a marvelous time this weekend. And I don't believe that it's over yet, man. Brad Fogarty is one of, man, I'm telling you, a mentor in my life and one of my greatest friends, somebody that I really look up to. And his kids are here too. It's, it's been a beautiful, a beautiful time this weekend, man. And um, I just want you to know that whatever you're going through in this life, uh, whether it's good or bad, that God is still in it with you. Amen? God is in your story. That's what we're going to sing for you now. There's torn up pages in this book Words that tell me I'm no good Chapters that define me for so long
our first candidate up. All right, Cecilia, got stand up here. And Cecilia is eight years old. And Cecilia, tell me one thing that you love to do. Gymnastics. Amen. Well, I hope you can do the gymnastics in honoring the Lord. Well, Cecilia, it's my honor today to baptize you, my sister. And I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Buried in the likeness of his, his death, raised to the newness of life. Can we give Cecilia I, I got Wyatt Bacchus. He's going to come down. Come on down, Wyatt. All right. How you doing, Wyatt? You good? All right, Wyatt, I'm have you face this way. And Wyatt, do you love Jesus? Yes. Is he your Lord and Savior? Yes. Amen. Tell me, Wyatt, one thing that you love to do. Building. Building. Amen. Wyatt is nine years old, and so Wyatt, today it's my privilege to baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bearing the likeness of Christ's death, raised to the newness of life. Let's give Wyatt a round of applause. Amen. I have Madeline Callahan. Come on down, Madeline. And Madeline has been super excited about this morning. And Madeline is eight years old. And Madeline, tell me one thing that you love to do. Swim. Swim. Awesome. Well, Madeline, my questions are for you. Do you love Jesus? Mm -hmm. Amen. Is he your Lord and Savior? Mm -hmm. Amen. All right, Madeline, have you face this way. Based upon your profession of faith, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried in the likeness of Christ's death. Raised to the new and eternal life. Next we have Raina, Raina Miller, and she also is very excited about this morning. And Raina, you're seven years old and you face this way so all the people can see you. Raina, tell me one thing you love to do. Ballet. Ballet, amen. Well, Raina, I have two questions for you. Do you love Jesus? Amen. Is he your Lord and Savior? Amen. Well, Raina, based upon your profession of faith, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried in the likeness of Christ's death. Praise to the newness of life. Let me this way. Alright, next we have Violet Rodriguez. Come on down, Violet. Alright. You got it. That was a big step there. Alright. Violet, tell me one thing that you love to do. Spend time with your niece and nephew. That's pretty special. Are they here today? Yes, they're right there. They're right there. That's even more special. Awesome. Well, Violet, I want to ask you today, do you love Jesus? Yes. Is he your Lord and Savior? Yes. Amen. Well, based upon your profession of faith, Violet, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried in the likeness of Christ's death, raised to the newness of life. All right. Next we have Jacob. All right, Jacob. How are you doing today, Jacob? You ready? I'm going to have you face this way. Jacob, tell me one thing you love to do. Play outside. Play outside. I love it. Jacob, do you love Jesus? Amen. Is Jesus Lord of your life? Yes. Amen. Well, Jacob, based upon your profession of faith, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried in the likeness of Christ's death. Raised to the newness of life. Amen. Amen. Church, something very special today is I'm joined here by Matt McCord, and he's going to get an opportunity to baptize two of his own children. So I'm going to turn it over to Matt for this very special moment. Good morning, church. Kinsler. I've got with me first Kinsler. He's 10. He came to us about three months ago asking questions and gave his life to Jesus Christ. So I ask you two questions, keeping with Sam's theme. Do you love Jesus? Yes. Have you received Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Okay, turn this way. 
It is an honor for me to baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're buried with Christ in baptism and raised to walk. This is Landry McCord. She is eight. She came to us about two months ago, and she was ready to receive Christ as her Lord and Savior. So I ask you this morning, do you love Jesus? Yes. Have you received Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. It is an honor for me to baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, for buried with Christ in baptism and raised to walk. church we've got one more and then after this last baptism we're going to celebrate like we've never celebrated before amen all right i'm going to introduce you to deb Krantz. and deb we're so excited that you get to be baptized today and we asked earlier if you would be excited about being baptized with all of our a bunch of our kids from our kids ministry and you said what yes absolutely absolutely so we're so excited for you deb two questions for you do you love jesus i do is he the lord of your life yes Amen. Well, Deb, based upon your profession of faith, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of Christ's death, raised in the newness of life. Amen. Amen. Come on, church, let's make some noise and celebrate. Jesus is good. Amen. Let's continue in worship this morning. God bless you, church. And that was awesome. Praise the Lord. You sing a chorus of that last song that we just sang, God is in this story. Just sitting where you are. God is in this story. God is in the details. Even in the broken parts, he holds my heart. He never fails. When I'm at my weakest, I will trust in Jesus. Always I'm sorry I snuck out to enjoy that and then I got caught unprepared. <laughs> My apologies. And all of you are looking at me go, we were unprepared. I love Jesus, I just might not look like it. But I tell you what, when I was uh, thinking about preaching or getting to speak or share in the state of Florida, knowing that I'm like literally two or three miles from the beach, I thought this might be the one church that gets me. <laughs> and then I thought, no, I'm way too big to be a surfer, so you're going, he's homeless, right? <laughs> so. But I wanna just invite you this morning to catch what God is doing. And if you don't believe that he's doing something, I'm not sure why he showed up. 
And so I wanna challenge you just right where you sit this morning to just say, man, I wanna get in the channel, get into the current of whatever God is doing. Because I promise you this, if you can get out of where you are and get into what he is about and what he's doing, everything will change in your life. And that's not good feel, warm, fuzzy speech that I'm trying to give you. I'm trying to tell you the honest, God honest truth. If you can set foot out of your circumstances and get into the promises of God, your circumstances will no longer define your mood or your attitude. You want God in your story, maybe you need to shut your mouth and open your heart. Or sadly, maybe your heart's so polluted and so wounded and been so victimized that literally from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks and you speak so much death on a daily basis, no wonder you feel like you have no life. God can change that in an instant. Literally take the brokenness. And listen, this is a beautiful anthem that I'm just offering to you because when God spoke it to my heart, it changed the way I wake up. If I can quit focusing on what's happened to me and embrace what's been done for me, (laughs) I'll have a smile that the world has to reckon with because it's not a smile based on my circumstances. So in the midst of the storm of all storms, literally, I'm sitting here with a smile on my face and people go, how is that possible that he is going through what he's going through and yet he continues to smile? It was because my smile isn't latched or hooked up to or dependent upon anything I'm going through. It's connected, hooked to, and depending on what's going on inside of me that is beyond my comprehension. It's called the peace of God that surpasses my ability to comprehend. And can you imagine living a life where you didn't have to depend on your your ability to comprehend? And I'm telling y'all right now, you at home, listen, you better thank me later. Send me a card because I am struggling to stay on this little bitty platform. And I'm doing it for you at home at Bedside Baptist, all right? Because I want to get down here with the people and I want to go, are you alive? Has he done something in you that the world has to know about? Then why do we look so pruney? It's not the ocean. It isn't that you've been in the, the water too long. It's that you've been wallowing in your circumstances too long. I'm gonna ask you to do something. I'm gonna ask you to take your, your right hand, just put it on your chest for a second. And, 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 like, oh, is this a charismatic thing? No, relax, everything's fine. I'm, I'm not gonna light a candle or levitate. I'm just asking you physically to say to God, physically, I'm showing you what I'm asking you. Will you speak to me? Just ask him right where you're at. God, I ask on behalf of those who can't or won't, will you speak to them? And then God, for all these sweet faces that I see already beginning to to anticipate you saying something, I just stand in agreement with them. Will you speak to them this morning? And then God, I ask for me, will you speak to me? Speak to me and through me. May we never leave the same way we walk in ever when we come into your presence. And we ask it together in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Ugh.
listen, man, when, when Jeremy, uh, I don't know, you, you have to call everybody past Pastor Jeremy or Brother Jeremy or whatever, you know, old school be brother, new, it's like Pastor Jeremy. When Jeremy said, hey, you're going to do the Sunday morning services, I got nervous because I knew that there was a time limit. And I mean, Jeremy's already over there. Listen, he's sweating right now because he's like, he hasn't even gotten to his point yet. Look, look, my point's like at least 45 minutes. Let me give you just a little background so you know why uh, I am that way I am. Listen, I'm an old coach. That's what I wanted to do. It's what I thought I was good at. And it's what actually I, I, had, I, had, I had a great thing going and I was just miserable in the midst of something that was amazing. And I was like, this doesn't line up. I'm doing everything I wanted to do, but yet I can't somehow find this peace. And it was because I was coaching the wrong crowd. And when Jesus got a hold of my heart, he's like, you're gonna coach the church. And I said, well, is it okay if I talk to him like we're losing at halftime? <laughs> and when he said yes, I said, I'm in. And so I just want you to know this morning, if I come at you a little stronger, I'm like, hey, come on, make that tackle, hit that guy, whatever. If I have a little bit of that, I just want you to know I love you. I just want to win. You know why? When I read the word of God, it says I'm supposed to be more than victorious, more than a conqueror. He's a God who rescues and saves. Why am I still wallowing as if I'm in captivity? And then we started, because of our circumstances, we started to define God, to define God by our circumstances. And so now we have a God who looks more like an excuse for us to be miserable than an anthem for us to be victorious. That's scary. I'm doing okay. It's stuck right here, Jeremy. This is good. <laughs> you know why? Because you care. If you didn't care, I'd be down in your face. And I really would. I'd be like, why are you here? Not because I'm mad at you, but I'm not literally. Are you here so that you can somehow just warm yourself just long enough so that you can make it to Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or all the way to next Sunday? I want you to know something. He wants to set your heart ablaze. He wants to fill you with the goodness of who he is. He wants to be literally the same spirit that brought Christ out of the grave is what wants to get you up out of bed in the morning. And if you let him, what would today look like? What would today look like? I love it. I got a timekeeper over here. This is fantastic. He's on Jeremy's payroll. Do this for me. Uh, it, it, I, I love how God interrupts our, our preparedness. You know, we make plans and it's like, yeah, but God establishes your path. Like, well, I didn't know I was going to preach on this. But this is something God's been really walking me through personally. So it's going to maybe be a little clunky, maybe not real, real polished. But you know what? Praise God. I want to tell you the best bad news I've ever heard. It's in John chapter 16. If you don't mind, flip there with me. John chapter 16, verse 33. John 16, 33. It says these, it says this. These things I have spoken to you so that in me, this is Jesus speaking, you may have peace. Now, keep in mind, if it says these things, you've got to go backwards to find out what he's talking about. You can't look forward. 
Because he said, these things I've told you, you gotta go back and look at what he's just finished speaking. And what he's been talking about is literally, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to die, I'm gonna resurrect, everything's gonna be great, don't worry about this, don't stress about this, don't let yourself get caught up in the circumstances, because I'm not limited to your circumstances. He's not even limited to his circumstances. His circumstance was, I was dead, guess what? I'm the resurrection and the life, so I trump my circumstances. Anybody with me? Then he says this, the best bad, best bad news you ever heard. <laughs> In this world, you will have tribulation. You will have struggles. You will have troubles. You ready for this? But take courage. I have overcome the world. You know what's crazy though? The king of kings literally has a taco truck full of courage. Can you go there with me? He just pulled up in his taco truck, a little, and he, he's literally just dishing out courage. You know what we do? We walk right past that and pick up fear. In this world, you'll have trouble. Then you know what we do? We take up despair. We take up a loneliness. We take up depression. We take up anxiety. We take, we're just supposed to be taking up courage that says literally I can stand against anything that comes at me. Why? Greater is he who's in me than anything I'll face in this planet. Whether you think it's flat or round. We're so confused. We don't know what gender we are anymore. We don't know if we're on a planet or a field. And the bottom line is, Forget all that mess. Don't let that be what you're talking about, the water cooler. Once you get in the word of God, find his promises, put it in your heart, speak it out of your mouth, stand in it, because guess what? When you're standing in the promises of God, there's nothing that's going to put you into this mess. We talked all weekend with the students about holy moments. That's the, that's the name of our weekend, holy moments. And what we talked about, the bottom line is you can't have a holy moment without God. If you're trying to have a holy moment without the Lord, that's gonna be a really awkward holy moment. You know what the word of God says? Actually, we're called to that. Be holy as I am holy. Be holy as he is holy. We're called to this, so how do we get there? And I shared with them, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. But guess what? We can't see God outside some illumination factor from God. That's what's crazy about a sovereign being. A sovereign being can't be ascertained or gripped. So what do we do with the fact that God is sovereign but yet he calls us to know him when we can't know a sovereign being because we're temporal? Oh, we have to know him in spirit and truth. That word truth means his reality. We have to know him not in our reality where we're broken, we're broken, we're broken, we're miserable, we're full of addiction, we're full of lust, we're full of anything that you, it's pick your poison. I'm so mad at God. Because we ask questions like how did this happen? Why did this happen? We ask all those questions instead of going, what are you doing? And let me get in line with it. We have these holy moments because we enter into his spirit and his reality. You guys with me? You're gonna have to lay down the victim card and pick up the victor card. I'll say it again because I wanna enunciate. I'm from the south, we slur. 
You gotta lay down the victim card and pick up the victor card. You gotta lay down the fear and pick up some courage. Take courage, because I am with you always. Lo, even to the ends of the world, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. Why you don't take up fear? You take up courage, because the rod and the staff of the almighty shepherd is guarding you, whether you turn to the left or the right. He's like, over here, little sheep. He wants us to win. I, I want to kind of jump into this a, a little bit because <laughs> our breakdown happens, guys, when we when we enter into our, our our situations with natural responses. That's how fear happens. You guys understand that, right? Fear happens because naturally, I look at this and I go, "Oh my gosh, this is not going to work. Oh my gosh, I'm going to lose this. Oh my gosh, I'm going to. I'm going to. You, it's all this. It's all this. What if? What if? What if? And I want you to know that Romans chapter eight, it says the mind set on the flesh is death. You know what the word flesh means in its original language? The word flesh means sense, reason, or rationale outside the influence of the Holy Spirit. So my sense, reason, and rationale, I'm operating in outside the influence of the King of Kings spirit, the spirit of God who searches the depths of God and brings it out so I can know it. That's foolishness. So guess what? It's death. It's going to death. Why? The deeds of the flesh are death. But the deeds of the spirit are life and peace. You want to know how to rock your circumstances instead of your circumstances rocking you? Have a holy moment. Invite God into that thing and go, God, I want to see this your way. And you won't go, why me? Why me? You'll go, I can't believe it's me. I really don't want to do this. But you know what? Let's do this. You just sing a song about it and you can get mad at Mike. So don't be frowning at me. There was a verse, a line in the thing that says, you lead me through the fire. Most of you are like, I cannot believe you brought me here. But you'll sing it, but you won't let it be true. Because guys, I'm telling you, wherever you are, you're either there because he took you there, i.e. the edge of the Red Sea. I imagine they were pretty upset too, weren't they? But did they take up courage? No, they took up fear. And when they took up fear, guess what they got? Fault-finding language. And in fear, they turned and said, God, you just let us out here to get destroyed at the side of the sea. Do you remember what they just spent weeks watching God do? Are you with me? You know, I'm like, we got nine minutes to make a point. Our problem is we attack things naturally. You know that verse in Romans, uh, Romans 8, it says, but the mindset on the spirit is leading to life and peace. And those being driven by the spirit of God truly are the sons of God. So I just look at you today and go, listen, if you are not described or characterized or summed up in these two words, grace and peace, your sights are off. Because here's what's happening. You're shooting on a moving target. You're trying to find it. You're trying to find it. And it's only found in one place. It's where you stop. Cease striving and know that I am God. But see, if you're striving, you're striving. Listen, you're taking up all kinds of things. That's not courage. Are you guys with me? Yes, sir. And I'm telling you something right now. If the church, okay, the body that was bought with the blood and breath and life of Jesus Christ started taking up courage, guess what? We might actually look like the bride of Christ. One that's worth coming back for, by the way. Jesus don't want no ugly bride. But this is his bride right now. And listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not 
trying to kick you while you're down. If anything, please hear me saying, get up. Get up, he's not finished. This isn't the end. Come on, get up, boys. I don't care what the scoreboard says. Forget the scoreboard. Play after play after play. Let's do this. Promise after promise after promise. Believe it, receive it, and see it come to pass. Hey, let me ask you something. What if your natural response to whatever happens in your life is off limits to you if you said yes to Jesus? I don't wanna make you mad. But what if you're not allowed to respond naturally to your circumstances if you've given your life to Jesus Christ? What if you're supposed to say, it is no longer I that lives, so I can't respond naturally, it's he that lives in me, so I will respond as if I were the son of God, as if I were bought with the blood of Jesus. And if you did, what in the world would happen when those circumstances knocked on your door? You could open the door, and according to John, in his gospel, he says, if you have my word and you walk it, it is, it is, it is love for me to you, and Father and I will give you love in exchange. And then it goes so far as to say, and we will come and make our home with you. So if he's living in you, living with you, and you're, you're, you're literally shrouded in the goodness of God and the circumstance of your life knock on the door, you could open the door and you could look at it, shut the door and go, Jesus, it's for you. Because I'm not allowed to open the door and talk to strangers. Well, I open the door and it's a promise of God. I'm like, come on in. We've been waiting for you. We open the door and it's a lie from the world, a lie from the enemy, a whisper from a shadow that's used to be something that knew us oh too well, but God burned a bridge to that island. That island ain't coming in my house anymore. What if we're not allowed to respond naturally once we're bought with the blood of Jesus? What if instead of, why me? What if we said, okay, God, you either brought me here or allowed me to get here. So how can you get glory for me, through me, getting me out of here? Because see, guys, when we respond naturally, like, how did I get here? Now we're trying to find every way out of here. And the reality is maybe we're supposed to stand here so the world watches and goes, what in the world? Like when Jesus waited four days when Lazarus was reportedly sick, he waited four days. Why? He was waiting for him to die. Why four days? Because after two or three days, the Jewish people believed that your soul was gone. Why did they believe it was still there before that? It was comfort for them. They believed that the soul stayed in the body for two to three days. Why? Because it took two or three days to get there. And they didn't want to make a journey to talk to their relative and have their final words, their last words. They believed that the soul remained in the body two or three days so that that was comfort to them. They could come and go, I love you, I miss you, I'm so, so thankful for you in my life. And they could walk away and feel as if that person heard their, heard their cry. Jesus waited four days, why? Then Lazarus is dead, dead. What if instead of going, why, 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 we just said, what? Does my countenance need to be in this moment, Lord? How can you get glory from my trial? 
Because I think your word says, count it all joy when I encounter these things. So maybe I need to pick up joy along with my courage. And you know what's crazy about this? Listen, when Jesus talked to guys in the Old Testament, you know what he said? Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. You know what's crazy what he said in the New Testament? The joy of the Lord is what gives you strength. So you know how you need to operate in the New Testament? Is have joy that it's not you that has to face the giant. Because see, to David, he's like, you gotta face the giant, buddy. To us, he goes, I'll do it for you. You tracking with this? David had the spirit of God with him. Guess what? I have the spirit of God in me. A day is coming and is even now. Will I pour out my spirit over all of you? Not just the prophets, not just the, the spirit of God. Listen, he dwells in you. You not know, have you not heard? You're the temple of the living God. And so if he sits in me, no matter what comes to the door, I open it with joy. Doesn't mean I open it with a welcoming. It just means I open it with joy. And then it knows that it can't taunt me. You can taunt me, but hey, you know what the Bible says? If the Lord is for me, who can be against me? I will therefore look at my adversaries with satisfaction. There's an old saying, don't ever let them see you sweat. You know what that is? That's a confidence. It's taking up courage. It's having joy and knowing the joy of the Lord is my strength. So now I am strong. I'm strong in the Lord. You know what that means? I'm as strong as the Lord. Not me, but him in me. All right. We're going to land this plane. And I just want to throw this out, by the way. Because I, I want to interrupt maybe some of your, 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 your cycles that are killing you. Because see, what happens when we start to respond to things in the flesh, in our natural rationale, reason, instead of being driven by the spirit? Because listen, the mindset on the spirit, that is your reason, sense, your sensible, reasonable, rational response that is appraised by the spirit of God. So it's the same thing. One has the spirit, one doesn't. But when we react in the spirit, understand this. We react in the spirit. We'll stop for a second. I'm not gonna worry about the time. I'm not gonna violate, but I'm not gonna let that stress me out. Because right now I'm telling you, some of you have already quit listening to me and you're listening to that cycle tell you you'll never get out of this. I wanna tell you right now, the God of the universe is in this place. It says he sits down on the praises of his people. So he took a seat in here because you were praising him. I heard you. Guys, what's crazy about this? Some of you have the ability to sing and you didn't. And I watched people over here signing unto the Lord. And it, I, I was crying over on the front row. I was like, this is so beautiful. Amen. This place worshiped the Lord. His praises rang out. And guess what? He sat down in this place. He's here. He's in their midst. And guess what? He can disrupt that which has been disrupting you. And so I just call you back to, Isaiah has a, a quote. Isaiah's great, by the way. If you read it, it's 66 chapters. Um, it's unbelievable. But there's a passage, I think it's in chapter uh, 26, verse three. It says, he keeps him at perfect peace. Perfect peace, by the way. Not just peace, perfect peace, 
whose minds and eyes are stayed on him, fixed on him. Church, I want to just invite you to that. I want to invite you to be people who literally operate, walk around in, and celebrate the peace of God, full of the joy of the Lord, therefore strong in the Lord, full of courage because that was the line you stood in at that great taco truck of God. And you stare your circumstances down in the eye and you say, this is the last day you will define anything about me. And then invite God into your circumstances. I wrote this down and I wanna share it with you because it, it, it punched me right in the nose. And I share this with you and then I say amen. Church, let's be more interested in God's glory than our relief. Let's quit trying to squirm out from under what is taking place and just be still and know that he's God. Invite him in and watch him lead us out of what we're in. If you need freedom today because you got yourself where you are, it's called repentance. Repent and return in order that times of refreshing can come from the presence of Christ. Because once you repent, he's in, it's good. He's handling it. You don't have to make your way back. He's looking from his front porch. He'll make his way out to you. If you're in a situation that you don't understand, you can't comprehend, you're like, God, what are you doing? Stop today using that question and say, God, what do you want me to do to get you the most glory in these circumstances? God, I pray over this place. I pray in, 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 the, in the midst of my rambling on and I am long uh, went long because Jeremy talked too long in the announcements. God, we just, we ask that you literally just touch every person in this room that feels untouchable. Touch every person in this room that feels untouchable. Embrace every person in this room that feels too filthy to be embraced by a loving God. And for everyone that thinks you're mad, Show them your smile this morning. Show them the sparkle in your eye when you gaze upon them. Strengthen the weak, set free the captive, save the lost, rescue the perishing. Do what only you can do and do it your way. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Will you stand and sing with us? I don't mean to go over time either, but this is on my heart too. Recently heard about a scientific study that basically says that thoughts of gratitude and thoughts of anxiety can't happen at the same time in the human brain. That really blessed me. All my words are shown. I've got nothing. How could I express all my gratitude? I could sing these songs as I often do, but every song must end, and you never. 
he promises us that he will. So have an awesome Sunday. Have an awesome weekend. Have an awesome week as you live those holy moments for the Lord. God bless you guys. Have a great day.